remember near the start of lockdown, I was in some meeting with lots of sort of uh, business people or like managers. And um, at one point I accidentally forgot to to press mute and I just shouted out my son's name and someone else was talking <laughs> and I was just like, oh no. Um, but you know, that, that happens uh, all the time, for, especially for mums, because even if uh, it's technically your turn to not be in charge, you know, the kids will still come in. The kids will still like, you know, you'll still have to shout out at some point. So I felt I felt like they, there needs to be a space where no one feels embarrassed that if they suddenly shout out their child's name or they have to breastfeed or, you know, something tumbles over behind them. It's OK. And it doesn't matter if your kid is around in the background. It's fine. You know, so, yeah, that's what, that's what, why Mum Right came about, basically. <laughs> If you're a busy mom, but you have writing goals and dreams that you're working on, this podcast is here to help you achieve them. My name is Jackie, and I'm a mother and an author of a self-published young adult novel and a firm believer in the power of moms to create. This podcast is about finding inspiration and insight. It's about learning new ways to fuel your writing and to share your writing with the world. And sometimes, actually all the time, it's about taking a moment to just laugh at and appreciate the crazy everyday chaos that is being a writing mother. Hey guys, it's Jackie. Welcome to another episode of These Moms Write. Before we get started, I just wanted to mention that I am holding a workshop on April 7th that is about overcoming procrastination and burnout. If you're interested in that, you can find a link to that in the show notes. Okay, so today I'm really excited to share a conversation with Nikki Dudley. Nikki is a mum and a magazine editor based in London, England. She is also a poet and novelist with three recent publications to her name, including an award-winning thriller, Volta, and two poetry collections. On top of that, and what this episode is all about today, Nikki is the founder of MumWrite, an online writing program she created during COVID lockdown in 2020 that is now inspiring a whole movement of writing mums in England and Europe. If you are a mom that is thinking about writing but not quite sure where you want to start, Nikki's description of why she started this program and the biggest challenges that she sees in the moms she works with will, I hope, provide you with some inspiration to start taking actions today. Please welcome Nikki Dudley. Thank you, Nikki, so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you, Jackie. I think it's a great um, project and hopefully, yeah, you'll get lots of great stories from it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited. So I'd like to start with your most recent publication, your novel. Actually, my most recent one is a poetry collection. Oh, is it? Yeah, the novel did come out this year. Volta came out in May and it it won the Virginia Prize 2020. And the prize for that was to be published um, by the uh, people running it. So that was quite, quite exciting and unexpected, especially in the middle of kind of uh, lockdown to receive an email saying you've won. And I was like, wow, okay. Um, I I literally entered on the last day in typical kind of busy mum fashion. Uh, and, and somehow won it. So that was um, that was crazy. Can you tell me then about the poetry collection as well? So that's your more recent piece? Yeah, um, I, I was actually exceptionally lucky last year to have three things out. So I had the, the other thing I had out was um, kind of a hybrid pamphlet of fiction and poetry. 
which was with a place called Bear Boa Press, who are really cool um, if you check them out. Um, they've got so many great people on their books. I'm, I've, I've loved reading all of them this year. Um, and it's run by a mum as well, who set it up during lockdown again. Oh. <laughs> so um, that was a pamphlet called I'd Better Let You Go, um, which was all about my nan and her dementia, um, which is um, you know, a really nice personal one for me, um, which was really nice to write. And, and to put it out as well. Um, and then I also have another collection out um, of poetry only uh, called Fanny Be Mine. Uh, and it's all about John Keats and Fanny Braun and um, imagining their relationship from a modern day lens. So it's quite sort of tender, but also quite humorous. Uh, good fun anyway to write. A pamphlet. I'm not familiar with that term. Is that like an anthology? I think in America and maybe Canada, they might say chapbook more. Yeah, so, um, but they're kind of interchangeable here. Some people call them a chapbook, some people call them a pamphlet. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) I have communications background, so when I think of pamphlet, I'm like, all right, we're going to, what are key messages? (laughs) (laughs) Not the same thing. It's not about breast cancer, I bet. poetry, the key messages (laughs) going out. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, so you really write across a lot of different genres, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I, I find it kind of funny when, uh, you know, pe- people do say, oh, well, you, you write in different genres and stuff. And I think, doesn't, don't loads of other people? And then I feel a bit strange, like maybe I'm, <laughs> I'm doing something wrong. Um, but I just, yeah, I just kind of go with whatever feels good and try things out. And I just enjoy writing in different ways, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you've been, <laughs> you've been at it for a while then. It sounds like you have quite a long list of publications. What first got you into writing? my form tutor at school so the one that kind of they're with you all the way through school and one day he turned around and said to me oh are you are you going to go to university I think you might really enjoy it and I was like what what's university I just didn't really know that much about it and I ended up going to university and studying creative writing in English um, and I think it took me a long time on there to feel more confident and feel more like a writer but then once I got to the master's stage, because I stayed on after my BA, it started to feel, it started to just feel more right, you know, and kind of like I could own it a bit more. And yeah, and, and I, I started to think, oh, maybe I could do more writing. I could I could get stuff published and, you know, I could put stuff out there. And um, so it took a long time for me to get that confidence, I think. And people mm-hmm. find it in different ways, I think, you know, it's not, it's not always like a, a clear route through. You know, you might do it when you're a bit older or a bit younger or whatever it might be. But Yeah. So can you tell me now how Mum Rate came about and what that is? When lockdown hit here, um, you know, I was suddenly at home with a five-year-old and a three-year-old. Um, and I I just thought, I can't, I don't, I don't have any time to just do anything for me now. Um, it's just all day, every day is, you know, just full on. Uh, children and it's not you know it's not their fault and it's tricky and it's a pressurized situation for all of us as we know but I decided I wanted to set up something for mums because um you know you've seen the famous things of all the kids coming in in the middle of sessions and you know people having to feel bad and um I you know I just kept thinking oh if if I do that I know they're going to walk in I know they're going to interrupt you know I know some days I'm going to be tired and you know, I won't have done the the homework or whatever. <laughs> so I wanted to create something which sort of understood mum's uh, situation a lot more. So I, I set up Mum Right. Um, and there was actually the Arts Council England here were offering people some money to help them set up things like that. 
So I applied for a little bit of funding to help me set it up, um, which of course wasn't enough to really pay myself to do it properly, but it was enough to kind of help me set up the website and kind of do a little bit of the work. Um, and I invited all the, all, uh, the first set of mums on for free um, because uh, I had that tiny bit of funding. And um, we ended up making an anthology. We had loads of workshops. Um, we set up this amazing community and I'm still in touch with loads of them. We've been, even got like a WhatsApp group where we still talk and kind of share stuff. So um, it's, and I know there's a big group of them that still meet up once a month to do their own workshops together. So it's kind of had a lasting impact, which is really nice to hear about. And yeah, it's just lovely, really. And can you tell me more about like what the, what the mum right experience was like, like what were you teaching them and what did you see the students getting out of it? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of, um, it's evolved a bit over time, but basically um, I tried to get everyone to write more regularly. So I tried to give them as many ideas as I could to get them writing more often, you know, it, and if they get stuck, you know, what could they do to um, feel inspired again or to just sort of kickstart their writing. So um we did things like we'd write a poem um like we did something like we'd write a poem of rhyme and then they would have to mess up the rhyme and then play around with different ways to kind of rewrite it um so I gave them lots of different techniques to rewrite it and then they kind of could see which one they liked the best um and we did sort of prompts for fiction and then we tried to also then write that in different ways so basically you know, they could just use that prompt and you and write a story or a poem, or then they could go along and develop it and make something a bit different, which maybe they hadn't tried before. Because I do a lot of experimental writing as well, so I tried to give them lots of different ways that they could play around with their writing. Um, we had a lot of fun, um, and a lot of the mums went on to be published in, you know, just in general, published more, but also in places that they would never have expected to be published. And um, some of them would came back and said to me, oh, I, I write kind of experimental writing. I didn't know that was what it was called. <laughs> and that was nice. And, and then I said, OK, well, if you want to send it out, here's the, this place, this place, this place, this place. And then now they're kind of they're out there doing everything. It's amazing. Um, and some of them have had pamphlets out or chapbooks, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or some of them are working towards having a collection Um and uh, they're just kind of all sharing with each other. Their confidence is, is, is huge. It's amazing how much their confidence has improved. Um, and they kind of, you know, some of them said, oh, it changed my life. You know, I felt like I wasn't really doing anything with my writing or anything I wanted to do. But now I am and I'm taking them some time back for me. And uh, some of them have started MAs. Uh, one of them started a, like a writing initiative, initiative of their own or magazines they've started. So it's been amazing, <laughs> basically. Wow. And what do you think, because there's a lot of writing courses out there, experiences, like what do you think that was unique about yours that really resonated for writing mums or mums that weren't writing yet? I think I think it's the supportive atmosphere because um, I've I realised as well over time that it's not just the writing that needed attention. It was a lot of the um, the confidence and the self-esteem of the mums as well. So I've also run quite a lot of um, about resilience as well. So we talk about, um, you know, how do you respond to rejection? 
Um, some of them don't believe they're a writer. So, you know, I've done a lot of them to make them realise that they are writers. And, you know, you don't have to even have to be published to be a writer. Um, you know, you are. And, you know, we have all these chats about what it means. And um, it's, it's just very supportive in that sense. And there's no sort of, there's nothing attached to it. It's, you know, come along, even if you're very new to writing. And, you know, we'll show you every, every step if that's what you need. Um, and we're also we're not going to judge you if your kid comes in or, you know, or you're having a really bad time. Um, you know, you can catch up later. And, and I'm there as well to be like a real champion and supporter because I know what it's like. You're not always going to be perfect and have written 2000 words a day and all these things that people set themselves and they don't have all of these extra pressures. Um, you know, so I think that's what makes it unique. There's just the understanding of your situation. I love that you're providing permission and like helping those moms feel seen. Do you think that the writing world is um, scary for moms that haven't seen themselves as, as writers in the past? I think it can be a little bit, um, a little bit daunting. And especially because, you know, I've met a lot of mums that have taken a break from writing because they're obviously looking after children. And then getting back into that community in the world is quite, quite scary. Um, you know, you, you think you're not a real writer or you haven't had enough published or whatever it might be. Um, so I think it's just about giving them a pathway back into it and making them realise that they do have those skills and that their work is very valid and, you know, um, and, and as well, you know, some of them want to write about being a mum. And sometimes that's kind of viewed as not quite as worthy, I think, by some places. Like, you know, why are you writing about being a mum, you know? And that they want to write about being a mum and they should be allowed to write about being a mum if that's what they want to do. And they should also be allowed to write about not being a mum. So it's very difficult, you know. I say, I say to the mums when they come to the sessions, you know, um, you don't have to write about being a mum. But equally, if you want to, do it, you know, don't feel ashamed of whatever you want to talk about and your voice. You can't deny that there is a bit of privilege as well going on in the world. I mean, if I read so many articles during lockdown talking about, um, for example, they said male academics, their output actually went up, whereas female academics, it like took a nosedive because they weren't able to do as much. And you know, I think that happens without lockdowns also. And so anything I think we can do to get more female voices into the world, I think, you know, I'm behind it. I mean, some people might say to me, oh, why do you need mum right? But it's like, well, I think we do still need mum right because I still don't think it's equal. And, you know, I think there's got, there's got to be a huge shift in the whole of society for it ever to be equal. <laughs> not to get too political sorry but uh no no it's know. good bring it on Nikki <laughs> <laughs> I just I just really think that it's important that we're giving women voices and and mums um because it's still it's still not it's still not the same it's still not an equal footing for this so we do need mum right and we do need lots of places like this to be to be championing women's voices it's still very necessary I think yeah, I'm just really nodding enthusiastically because I, I, I mean, I know for myself, uh, yeah, having kids 
the mental burden that I think so many moms carry about like, when's that specialist appointment? There is like a a mental load that women carry and I don't see it yeah, being distributed equally across within the, you know, those male, female relationships. So I love that you are, you know, recognizing that and helping women come back to that, their creative self and telling them that it's okay if it's messy and your kids burst in, you know. Yeah, because I've been there. (laughs) (laughs) I I remember near the start of lockdown, I was in some meeting with lots of sort of uh, business people or like managers and um, at one point I accidentally forgot to to press mute and I just shouted out my son's name and someone else was talking <laughs> and I was just like oh no and um, but you know that that happens uh, all the time for especially for mums because even if uh, it's technically your turn to not be in charge you know the kids will still come in the kids will still like you know you'll still have to shout out at some point so I felt I felt like they, there needs to be a space where no one feels embarrassed that if they suddenly shout out their child's name or they have to breastfeed or you know something tumbles over behind them it's okay and it doesn't matter if your kid is around in the background it's fine you know so yeah that's what, that's what, why mom right came about basically <laughs> yeah and it, I love it. I mean, yeah, it's the chaos, right? And I, I also feel like the chaos can be something that is a source of energy and power for writing. Like that story just recounted. I mean, I hope you used, I mean, that's great stuff. Oh, dear. <laughs> and what about um, identity? Does that come up a lot for you in your um, workshops about when you do become a mom, I think it does take a toll on your identity. I know, again, for myself, like, I re- refuse to have a stroller. Um, I don't know if that's what you call them in England, a stroller, or you, a push push buggy. Yeah. And uh, you call it a push, uh, a pram. Uh, a pram. But, that's... but we understand stroller, yeah. <laughs> okay. <Don't> <laughs> I just hated, like, the the optics of it. So I wore my baby, you know, in one oh, of the okay. cloth carriers, but just for, like, way too long because I just was <laughs> like, I just can't have a stroller. I just – so, like, mommy. And, uh, you know, I think that <laughs> when we become moms, we have to, like, embrace this new identity in the public and so, um, like, do you find that then what now when they're having the capacity to come back to their creative selves, like, is that, is that something that they need to work through? Yeah. I mean, uh, one of, one of the activities that we do quite a lot is, um, uh, something called I remember, um, and you, and you, you do some kind of sentences about what you remember from your past. Um, and there's another one where we do yesterday and today. So they use that. They can talk about the past and now. And often that creates a contrast of kind of what they used to be like, what, what life is like now. Um, and that, that usually comes up with some really interesting kind of images. And, and you can talk about, yeah, the different identities that, they, that they've inhabited and inhabit now. And, <laughs> um, but that's the great thing about writing because, um, you know, it, it kind of reminds them that, they weren't always a mum. Um, not that, not that you know, being a mum isn't fantastic in so many ways. I mean, um, there's loads of great things. But I also like to talk about how being a mum isn't always great uh, and how it's okay, you know, we might miss the things that we used to be able to do and, and we should be able to talk about that and 
we should be able to reclaim some of those things that we might want to do again or experience because you know we're not just mum are we I mean I know it's called mum right but there's a strong emphasis on the right here (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know um, I'm I'm quite a down-to-earth sort of mum and and I'm very realistic about it I, I know that sometimes it's just a bit crap sorry but (laughs) (laughs) um and that's fine and and uh you know it often mum right often is a a bit of an escape for an hour and a half um to to somewhere different where you're not having to worry about the kids you're thinking about you again and uh and it is hard that dual that kind of dual experience that you have to manage we know that you know and it's not even just a dual experience is it because you're 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 a writer you're a mum you're also you've probably got another job um you know you're having to care for so many people you're having to think about so many things I mean it's like multiple (laughs) roles at once um which is hard to manage um and yes it does come up a lot that kind of pressure um and you know sometimes there's talk about mental health as well and that comes up quite a lot mental health and people talking about their different struggles and stuff like that so it, I feel like it's quite a safe space where people have talked about quite a lot of stuff um you know maybe miscarriage and stuff like that as well and loss has come up as well so it, co- it covers a lot of stuff really um like if you read the anthologies that we've made there you know there's a good range of stuff in there um Mm -hmm. some things about motherhood other things not but um and I think it's kind of a nice it does exemplify the kind of different parts of the mums and (laughs) all in one place because it's kind of it's not just about being a mum and it's not just about being a non-mum if you know what I mean (laughs) Mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's interesting and having seen so many writers, mom writers, and in your own experience as a writing mom, like, do you think that the experience of motherhood impacts your writing in any way? Yeah, I mean, um, I personally, I actually don't write about being a mom too often. Uh, and I'm not sure why that is. It might be because I'm too close to it right now. Um I've, I've only written a, a couple of pieces where I've sort of talked about being a mum. Very strangely, I don't know why. Um, but other people, I think, um, want, you know, they, they really like writing about being a mum and that experience. And, and I think it is important that they do because um, the more kind of stories you can get out there, it, it, I think it helps people understand what being a mum is like. Yeah, I, ha- I did speak to another writer who said she explicitly does not include children, and she writes thriller mysteries because in any of her novels because it's just too close and she can't, uh, I guess, emotionally like grapple with it. I think it does change your point of view, doesn't it? I mean, like if I'm watching a film now and there's a child in it, it sort of, you know, it gets you more, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I, I famously like, cried. At, um, have you seen that zombie film, Train to Busan? Oh, no, I haven't. So, so it's a zombie film and there's a child in it and a parent. And there was one part and I, I burst into tears. <laughs> and my partner was like, are you crying? You don't even cry at films. And I said, like, look at the look. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, there's uh, a running joke in our house now that I cried at a zombie film. So. <laughs> <laughs> is 
it's true though i get it it definitely hits you harder i i, I was uh getting like teary watching stranger things which is also not really sad but you know winona Ryder, she could see her son and she could touch his yeah. little hands through the dimensions <laughs> i know the feeling yeah i get it <laughs> yeah it hits the mom feelings so you mentioned there's the anthologies like what's and you, you told us what mom right is like what's the what's the future and what are you excited about with this initiative so i mean the difficulty is obviously you can't you can't run it for free forever unfortunately so i have had to move it to a paid program but i've tried to keep it affordable and i hope it is um because i think i'm going to give a lot to it <laughs> um so, so we do have a new course coming up and it's about um, be a confident published writer. So um, it's for people who've got a little bit more experience, um, you know, to, and, and I think about putting some, something larger out there, like a chapbook or, um, or a collection or whatever it might be. And it's all about, so there is a focus on resilience in there. Um, there's a marketing session with um, this great mum called Anna Cage who um, runs a marketing business for authors and writers. So she's going to come on and do a session. Um, and, and it's good because she also understands that you're a mum, so you can't do everything in the universe. So she kind of talks more about managing it as a mum. Uh, she's, she's really good. Um, and then there's going to be a Q&A with a literary agent, and I'm trying to find one who's also a mum. Uh, it's not been mm. totally confirmed yet, but I'm going to hopefully have that confirmed soon who it is. Hopefully um, it will be a really good course. And then after that, I'm not too sure with mum, right? I'm, I'm thinking of some new courses for later in the year, but hopefully it will keep going in some form or another um, because I, it's just great meeting all the mums and getting their work out there and helping them to become more confident writers and um, so it sounds like the, this next course is really about getting them focused on getting their work out there in the world. Some of the mums who were on the previous program where we did more sort of regular writing stuff have come on to this one, I think, because now they're ready to get their collections and, and everything out there. So they're kind of on the second step, which is quite nice. Mm -hmm. That's great. It's like a, you're creating a movement of writing mums. I hope so. <laughs> Let's take over the world. <laughs> That's right. One <laughs> chapbook at a time. Exactly. <laughs> and what would be your advice then as a, a writing mom yourself and as someone who's now coached and, and taught so many women, like, do you see common bottlenecks, common challenges and like what, how to overcome them? Yeah, I think um, I think one of the main things for me and all the mums really has been uh, resetting your expectations a little bit. So, you know, um, don't think that you're the writer you were before you had kids because you're just not, you know, you're not going to be able to say, oh, I'm going to spend the entire day writing. Realistically, are you? No, you're not. <laughs> um, so it, it was the same for me. I had to realise, okay, I can't just sit down and write whenever I want to. Um, and sometimes I have to just sit down when I find that time and force myself to do something. Even if I'm not writing, I could be reading something maybe that's related or, you know, trying to inspire myself in some way. Um, so it's kind of more about snatching the time when you could 
and not expecting to, you know, when people set themselves these word counts, oh, I'm going to write 500 words per day even. Even 500 words per day is just not feasible sometimes when you're a mum. Uh, so just kind of thinking, okay, I have to take this slower. I have to realise that I'm not going to, you know, be able to write a whole novel in three months or six months even. It's going to take me a bit longer, but that's okay. That's all right. And to not worry about that and think that you're not a proper writer or that you're, you know, that you're failing because that then makes it into a negative cycle and then you're not going to write anything. So I think it's about, you know, slowing down, taking your time, you know, taking advantage of the time you can have, but also asking for a bit of time, saying to your partner or someone else, if you're not, if you're not with your partner, maybe a family member, a friend, saying, look, you know what I'd really love if you could just take the kids for an hour or two and let me sit down and write something. And when, when, the, when the mums have said to me, oh, I, I can't do that, and then I, I say to them, look, can you please just try it? You know, they, they, they come back and they'll be like, oh, I felt so happy. You know, they're, you know, they feel so much better. And so it's just like you need to ask for a little bit of time if you can, because it's going to have so many benefits and you're going to start realizing that actually you feel a lot better overall, not just, you know, because not in your writing life, you feel better. You know, you don't feel as annoyed at your partner or your children because you're getting some time to do something that you really want to do. So that's my advice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Appreciate your time uh, and take advantage of it. You know, um, be realistic about what you're going to achieve. And that's okay. You will achieve. It might just be a bit slower. Uh, and ask the time because you deserve it. And you're going to get so many benefits from it that you really need to do it. So, yeah. yeah, that's funny that it's so hard for us writing moms and maybe women to ask for help. I, that, that one really, I mean, they all resonate with me, but that one really, because I'm just getting better at that. And each time, right. It, there's so much guilt that you have that I have asking for things. One of the biggest things that we talk about on mum, right. Is, is the guilt and people feeling like they can't, ask for that time or they can't you know even like spending money on on the course as well is also a thing about guilt and I know because I feel it too but I do say do you know what 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 does your partner spend money on you know do they are they going places are they like you know my partner's got a season ticket so if he's got a season ticket then shouldn't I spend money on myself to do something that I love and want to do so it's kind of like you know, we need to take this guilt away. Like whatever you decide you want to spend your money on, if it's books or whatever it is, you deserve to spend a bit of money on yourself. You deserve to make yourself happy. You know, it's, I'm not saying you should go out and, you know, spend all your money. That's, that's not what I'm saying, but you should invest in yourself and your well-being. wherever you want to spend your money on is you deserve it. It's, you know, and it's going to make you happier with your family, not just you. So Anyway, I'll stop. I'll stop there. <laughs> saying that now. I just really, really think mum should do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree, and I think <laughs> yeah, we're the worst at it, right? It, also for the kids, like, what, do you hesitate to spend something for your child? Probably not if if you have the budget for it. But 
Um, I think, yeah, we're notorious for not spending money on ourselves. <clears throat> I know. It's like you're lost in the queue, but actually that's going to have an impact, isn't it? You need to remember that you're a person as well. You're not just the mum in the situation. You need, you have needs. You need to do something for you. 100%. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Nikki. Where can people get in touch with you? Uh, well, they can come and say hi on the uh, Twitter at Nikki Dudley 20 if they want to say hi on there. Um, they can check out my website, uh, NikkiDudleyWriter.com. It's got loads of stuff about what I'm up to on there. Or they can go to MumWrite's site if they want to see what MumWrite are up to, which is just MumWrite.com. So, yeah, you can get in touch with me lots of ways like that. So Great. And it's the British spelling, which I just learned is the way I've been spelling it too. M-U-M is apparently British Canadian versus yeah. mom is American. Didn't realize that. But uh, M-O-M mums are also welcome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again so much for your time today. This has been really fabulous. Thank you, Jackie. It's been really fun talking to you. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. For me, it was a really beautiful reminder that we writing mums are not alone. Whether in England or Canada, America, we are all facing the same struggles. And the good news is that we can learn from each other. So here are Nikki's top takeaways. Number one, your voice matters. Whether you want to write about being a mum or not, it's time that more women like us get our words out into the world. Number two, give yourself permission to invest in yourself. Stop putting your growth last. Number three, ask for help. It might be easier than you think. Number four, being a mom is messy and hard. Make sure the supports you reach out to understand that. Number five, don't put huge word count expectations on yourself if they aren't serving you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. As I mentioned, I have that workshop on April 7th at 10 a.m. PSD on overcoming procrastination and burnout. If you're interested, there will be a link to that in the show notes. As always, I would love it if you can like, subscribe, review this podcast on Apple or Spotify. That really helps me out. I love you guys. Talk to you next week. In the meantime, happy writing.